It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> Blue Magic. That's a brand name. Like Pepsi. That's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. They know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills. What I'm talking about is when you chop my dough down to one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it blue magic, that is trademark infringement. You understand what I'm saying? Hey y'all, I'm here. It's your girl D. Scott. We are in November. It is Monday, November 2nd, Manic Monday, 2015. And tonight's show is called Call of Duty. Not like the game. But it's about being a parent, a mother specifically. I'm going to talk about, because I usually don't talk too much about being a mom, because I don't believe that we should be giving each other advice more than we should be giving each other help. And, um, So a lot of people don't know that I went to school for neuroscience and psych, and I actually used to work at a facility in Tampa, Florida, called Tampa Bay Academy. And so when you first start working there, you know, and it's it's a depending on what what they needed a group home slash you know maximum security pretty much prison for kids. And what happened was when the footage came out about the deputy or whatever the fuck he is that choke slammed the girl in um, South Carolina, that people were like, yeah, but she was, you know, this, this, and this. Look, motherfucker, let me be clear. First of all, she was a minor. And a lot of people have to understand that I don't say shit just to be saying it. I research my shit or I've lived through it. I'm 40 years old. I've lived through a lot of shit. So I can have an opinion about a lot of shit because I've probably already lived through it so that you don't have to. So when I seen the hold, I'm like, that's not what we would call a quote-unquote TCI hold which is a specific type of hold you're allowed to do on a minor if they are endangered to themselves or to others. And you being on your cell phone, I don't give a fuck what's going on, is not you being a danger to me or others, unless you were making a bomb, okay? So this was apparently an, an alternative school anyway, which is why they had the deputies on board. And 
with a lot of people, what I don't like about a lot of black people in this situation, and I saw a meme about it the other day, and it made perfect sense, and it was kind of like you telling that little girl that had she have just obeyed and had she have just done X, Y, and Z, then she wouldn't have been choke slammed in a chair and dragged across the room. And that's exactly like saying if you would have just listened to Massa, maybe he wouldn't have gave you 15 lashes and raped you, or maybe he wouldn't have, you know, separated your father and, and lynched him. You know, you can't put the responsibility of adults on children. You understand what I'm saying? That the children's, the responsibility of children should be on adults, not the other way around. So I don't give a fuck what she was doing. And listen, I posted all week and I only, I have very specific, um, opinions about certain things only when it's relevant to me. So this was very relevant to me because I have actually been in a situation where I had to defend myself against a six foot two, 280 pound, quote unquote, 17 year old male child who at the time, you know, there's people on your ward. We don't know who has HIV. We don't know who has a disease. We don't know. So I was on a ward with teenage boys because there was some level of um, transference. So you could see that they would come to me. But the minute they start coming to me and say, Miss Denise, you know, you remind me of my mom and things like that. I have to check them because you never know from day to day. And it's a highly stressful job being a youth counselor or being a peer mentor or doing all those things with problem youth. And I had just had my son. My son wasn't even two years old. And um, this place, you know, a lot of people don't know, it's closed down since because I'm sure they got lawsuit out the ass. But Tampa Bay Academy was in a residential community in Riverview, Florida, which is a suburb of Tampa. You know, I lived five minutes away. So here you have basically a mini prison with children that are self-mutilating, that are taking feces, wiping it all over the walls, that are killing animals, to basically the future serial killers of America. You have a range from the Hispanic and the black kids who just, their parents just gave zero fucks and couldn't deal with them. And then you have, you know, the white kids whose parents were doctors and lawyers that just really, you know, the nanny wasn't catching them going in the, in the pill cabinet taking pills. You you know, so they were just troubled youth. Let's be clear. What goes on in those types of facilities is terrible because they're raping each other, okay? They are having sex with each other, male on male, female on female. You know, we've never had an issue with the guards. So, you know, they're escaping. You know what I'm saying? They'll, they'll get privileges. It is literally like a maximum security prison. So being a new mom... I'm on the floor, and when you come onto the floor, you know, they have very specific schedules. And when I seen the South Carolina thing, I'm like, that's not a TCI hold. He's going to be fired. So I caught a lot of flack for saying, I don't give a fuck what she did. And a lot of people don't know my parenting style. My parenting style is this. I parent my child so that you don't have to. I parent my child so that the police don't have to. You understand what I'm saying? Anybody in my immediate family, if I see one of their kids fucking up or whatever, whatever, I'm going to check them on it. You know, if my – one of the issues that I had um, with my mother's passing and then her family not being able to come to the funeral because I said no was that you knew that my mother had children and you knew that you could call it neurotic or whatever you want to call it you knew that something was wrong and you still allowed her to have custody of her children and you still allowed her to continue to reproduce she ended up my you know I have three siblings you know I, there's four of us and then I have stepbrothers and sisters so you know what people don't understand is that if it's my brothers and I have two brothers one stepbrother and I have one baby sister 
and my sister doesn't have children. So if my brothers, and I don't care how piss poor I was, between them and the baby's mom were acting a monkey-ass motherfucking fool, I'm taking your kids. And I don't give a fuck if I only have one crust of bread, they can have it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you can't leave these children to fend for themselves. Now, luckily, my, my brothers adore their daughters, and, and you know, my, I have a nephew now, and, you know, they have, they have decent moms, they have good moms now. But, you know, when you're young and you go through it, I have my child older. You know, I was damn near 30 years old when I had my son. So I had, you know, already got the whole stroll out and all that other shit that needed to be done out. So here I am, a new mom. And I'm in here, I'm working overtime, and this, this kid, you know, and these are kids in these facilities that are making, you know, knives and makeshift, you know, hooch. It's literally just like a prison system. And they're cutting themselves and they're trying to strangle themselves. And, you know, you start to learn a little bit about insurance when you're in these type of residential programs because you realize that these are programs that the state is actually paying these facilities anywhere from 11000 to $20,000 a month, depending on the disability that the child has, because you know they always want to diagnose them. I don't believe in that shit. Okay, I believe in, okay, you want to tell me my kid has ADD? Okay, then we'll find another way that he needs to learn. Not all kids learn the same way. You want to tell me that my kid has autism? Cool, then we're going to find a way that, you know, he can learn in his, in his own way. Education is for everybody, but learning is not the same as education. It's not the same. So I'm in this facility, and this kid, um, and there were two kids that I knew that when they left that facility, they were going to kill somebody. Literally one of them, and I can't say his name, he's a white kid. I was like, that's, that's Jeffrey Dahmer right there. I was never afraid of him. But when you're doing shit like we have to take away newspapers and literature from you because you're taking photographs of people on treadmills and cutting the woman's head off and just making yourself a scrapbook. And then a lot of times, you know, these parents, they discard their children there. They feel like, so what? The state's taking care of them. I got four other kids to deal with, or I got two other kids to deal with, or they're just embarrassed. So we get, you know, the, the, the kids that the parents didn't want. So this particular day, and a lot of people don't understand that, when you deal with a mental health component, there's always a trigger. And so for me, if you listen to my show last week, that was a very emotional show for me because one of my triggers <clears throat> was hit this week. And that trigger, well, last week, was, you know, about my mom and, you know, sharing my story and then, you know, trying to do some work with Project Semicolon, which is about, you know, mental health awareness and suicide awareness, although I've never been suicidal. You know what I'm saying? I know people that have, and I know people that have committed suicide, and especially in the black community, in the black men, it's up 33%. Like, what the fuck is going on? And so I have a lot of people you know, that come from me saying like, oh, you know, you're so evil, you're so this, but if you ever met me in person, you know, I'm just very private. Like, I just don't really let a lot of people in. And that's a defense mechanism. So I'm from the 716. I'm from Niagara Falls, New York. So I've lived all over the state of New York, but, you know, I, I, I go back and forth to Canada, but this is this is where I'm from. And it's just a little bit different raising here. Like, we grew up fighting dudes. Like, you know, you've seen a dude jump on your mom. I don't care if you're 12, 13 years old. You're going in the kitchen, you're getting a knife, and you're going to carve him up. You know, and is that appropriate? Probably not, but that's just what you did. You know, it is notorious that the club and the bar that I speak about in my book, Stay in Your Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mess, you know, available on Amazon and Kimball, as well as my uh, website, www.stayinyourlane123.com. And if you're not following me on Instagram, make sure you go follow me at miss.d.scott, as well as on Twitter, at DMSST93. And my Facebook is for, you know, friends, family, and my coworkers, people that I work with. But what people have to understand is that when you're in a situation where 
you have this six foot two boy and you are, you know, a mom and you're trying to care for these kids because that's what your your degree told you to do, right? That's what this program told you to do. You're out here. You're going to change the world. What they don't tell you is that in those specific programs, and another video emerged today of a black teacher who is clearly, clearly going through severe post-traumatic stress disorder. I don't know if it's from the students or something that's happened in her life. Whenever you see people, what people have to understand is that post-traumatic stress disorder people, we're the people, because I suffer from it too at times, we're the people that like 15 guns can go off and we don't move. There's something wrong because that means that 15 guns have went off around you before, which is why post-traumatic stress disorder really became um, something that we put a name on after the Vietnam War, for which my mother actually was in that war in the Navy as a female. So you have to understand that when you're watching the black teacher and these kids are throwing stuff at her and she's just sitting there, my heart breaks for her because I'm like, everyone's like, I would have got up and beat the shit out of them kids. No, you wouldn't have. You give zero fucks at that point because you're like, you're not bothering me. As long as you don't put your motherfucking hands on me, we good. So what people are not looking at is the restraint that she showed after motherfucking and tried to pick a chair up on her ass, tried to do all these things because she remembered these are still fucking minors. And let's be clear, I've seen her face. She was not afraid of them kids. Them kids should have been motherfucking afraid of her. That was some Freddy Krueger shit. She did, sitting in that chair while motherfuckers was throwing M&Ms and shit at her. Because guess what? Everybody always say, I wish it would have been me. Now, nah, those are the types of teachers that come in and pistol whip the shit and just fucking shoot every kid in the class. Okay? So while y'all worried about them kids getting their ass whooped, you need to be worried about whether the fuck they made it home that day. Because I'd have hit every one of them motherfuckers in the parking lot and in the crosswalk. Zero fucks about it. Okay, because you're just not going to test my nerves like that. And the fact that she was not afraid, which y'all are not understanding, is you know how sick that teacher, the black female teacher was when them kids were doing it? You know how sick you got to be for somebody to be doing all that shit in your face and you don't fucking flinch? That woman needs psychiatric help. I will sue that whole goddamn school system. Okay, now, back to the officer. So we see a black woman show incredible restraint. But yet we see a white officer, okay, and let's be clear, there was another shooting death by the hands of a white officer, and it was a white-on-white crime where he shot the boy. The boy was driving away. You could have shot the fucking tires. You didn't have to shoot that kid in his fucking car. You could have put out an APB. You ran his plate. Get the fuck out of here. This is an abuse of power. This isn't even a racial thing. I told y'all months ago, I said, when it comes to the police and you making $35,000, $55,000 a year, whatever, whatever, and you got to go put your life on the line every fucking day, and I have family members that are in the police department, I, I respect what they do. But my, my family members, to my knowledge, don't abuse that badge. You know, so when, when people didn't understand when I said, when you are poor white trash, Black black project, you know, refugee, when you're an immigrant, when you don't speak the language, when you're poor, when you're on drugs, when you're an alcoholic, you're all a nigger. Every single one of you, doesn't matter if you're white, black, native, Mexican, whatever, you're still a nigger. You are subspecies to someone that abuses authority. So back to my situation as I sip on this coffee tequila. Mm. So the boy tries to assault me, and in this moment, the only thing that I'm thinking about on this floor is that in the brief five to six minutes while my coworker, who was a male, went to the bathroom, 
this boy has orchestrated for other children, which were 16, 17, you know, almost 18 years old, um, to come in the hallway. So I'm there by myself, and he begins to act like he's going to assault me. He was placed in a hole, and bottom line, he got fucked up along the way to the ground. I ended up having to leave my job and sue the state because they were trying to come at me saying that I had abused this child. He went in there with bruises on, so on and so forth. Six months later, we get a hearing with the state, and they did it over the phone so I didn't have to go to Tallahassee. And and this is some serious shit. This is why, like, when people don't understand that my views on things are non-negotiable because I've already been through the shit. You can't talk to me nothing about child support. I've already been through it. You can't talk to me nothing about divorce. I've already fucking been through it. You can't talk to me nothing about death and, and, and suicide and fucking drug addiction because at some point somebody in my family has already been through it. That is part of being grown is wisdom and learning from this shit. So I try to go out and mentor and speak to people so that they understand where I'm coming from and that my opinions are non-motherfucking negotiable based on the shit that I've seen. So he tried to say that he received bruising, and this is a black kid, six foot two, two eighty. I'm five six at the time was one thirty. I was small at the time because I lost all my baby weight after I had my son. And um long story short, the people on the phone said, you know, state your name, your age, you know, your weight, your height. And then when we went to state the boys age, you know, height, everything else, he had already been discharged from the facility because he was 18. And in the state of Florida, I guess, unless you're MMR, which is mentally retarded or whatever, like one of the other kids was, you have to leave when you're 18. Now, let's be clear. Two weeks after he was released, because what they do is they'll keep you in there until you're 18. The minute that you turn 18, the funding ends. They don't give a fuck where they release you to. They can put you in an outpatient program, but depending on if it's full, depending on are you high-level functioning, psychopath, low-level, it depends. This kid was released back into population. He raped three six-year-olds, boys, on their way to school, okay, sitting in the bushes within two weeks after his release when he turned 18. And I made sure that I brought that up. So we're not dealing with, a kid, and they said, you know what, Miss, you know, so-and-so, we apologize. When they told us that you had used an illegal hold on a child, we thought that they meant a five-year-old or someone that was not able to defend himself. This man was clearly double your weight, and he was a grown man other than the fact of his age. However, I still incorporated a legal hold to get him off of me until help came. So imagine being locked on a hall. Okay, which when you watch the South Carolina situation, the door was open. And this is another thing that I said to black men. You know, I'm very disappointed in y'all because two incidences already have surfaced this year where y'all have been some punk ass motherfuckers. So we watched the video of the girl getting choke slammed. Not one time did the black teacher or teacher's aide, whoever the fuck he was, say, hey, man, wait a minute, wait a minute, or, or, or go to help her. He just fucking stood there. Now, this is a little girl who I don't give a fuck what she did. I don't care what she did. I don't care if she was the shoplifter fucking prize of America. You understand what I'm saying? Her mother just died. She's an orphan. And because of the lack of fathers in the home and the lack of call of duty, the lack of it takes a village, she had nowhere to go. So you know what? Maybe I wouldn't have talked to your motherfucking ass either if I'm in class and you tell me to get off my fucking phone. Bitch, you don't know who I'm fucking calling. You understand what I'm saying? Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm calling somebody to try to tell them where I'm at. She had just started that school. We call that catatonic, not defiant. Okay? Same thing. 
He choke slams him, okay? Choke slams her. Now, had she have been, and this is the honest to God's truth, flailing her arms or threatening him or spit on him or done that to another student and he did that, choke slam, not an okay hold. However, he would have been allowed to restrain her. She did none of the above. You could have just left her there, okay? So now we had a bunch of people saying, well, I would have did this and I would have did that. Have you worked with problem youth, motherfucker? Mm -hmm. And let's be clear, before they even got all the facts, they were defending the cop. What they didn't know was that they called this cop Officer Slam. There's a reason for that, motherfucker. Okay, and he was a coach. These are all positions of false authority. This goes back to the Stanford, um, the Stanford study where the students dressed up. This is back in the 1970s where the students dressed up, some of them as security guards, some of them as prisoners, and the shit got out of hand because it's an abuse of power with the badge. It's a false sense of entitlement. So what ends up happening is now we find out that he's also had incidences against black females for which this little girl was a black female okay where get her black ass and this that and the third and struggle and has two open cases against him for excessive force abuse whatever you cannot tell me that that is a coincidence okay so we have to start accepting responsibility for the fact that a where's her father Where's her cousins? You ain't got no aunties. Like, really? You know, and so when people say that it takes a village, someone said to me today in a comment, you know, well, it's really our fault. Let's be clear. Pause. I'm not fucking taking responsibility for some of these fucked up ass kids that the generation behind me reared and were unprepared to raise. That's not my fucking fault. The only thing that I can do is make sure that my son, my nieces, and my nephew and my brothers don't add to that bullshit. That's what I can do. Because, see, too many times we've seen people that will go out and put more effort into the streets than they do in their homes. We need fathers in the goddamn homes, okay? We don't need babies' dads. We don't need babies' moms. We need fathers in the fucking home. I stress the importance of this. A gentleman stood up. It, it made CNN. I reposted it on my Facebook page. Mm. He was livid, okay? He reminded me a lot of my dad, and he said, I'm going to tell you something. And he, he didn't curse at them. I was so thankful. He was a big guy, too. He was in South Carolina when they had the community meeting, and he said, if that would have been my daughter, for which she has no parents, she don't have a father like me. He said, because if that would have been my daughter, him getting fired would be the least of his worries. You know, and that's how my dad would have been. My dad then came up to the school, my mama, too. You know, and this is back in the day when the teacher used to be able to slap you a couple, you know what I'm saying, a little something, or hit you with a ruler or some shit like that. You know what I mean? And nobody really blinked an eyelash at it. So people have to understand that, you know, we don't do that now, but you can't hit other people's kids. So let me get this straight. The police can hit my kid, but I can't. Nah, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think that it fucking works like that. You know what I'm saying? And so... People have allowed him, and that's what this gentleman was saying, this father was saying, was that this was something that got out of hand because people kept letting him get away with it, get away with it, and it was never recorded. You know, so the kids, and not only that, you have to understand, these are still fucking kids. I don't give a fuck if they can be tried as an adult. I don't give a fuck if they did an armed robbery the night goddamn before. In this moment, in this fucking classroom, they are children. 
okay? So if you can't teach them no better way, we ain't all got to be Joe Clark. But, I mean, come on, black man. You stood there and watched him do that, and you just stood there. Are you so fucked up in your job and hate your job so bad that you just you just wanted to see somebody else get fucked up for the shit that they do to you on a daily basis? Like, come on, these are kids. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I don't make threats because it wouldn't be my son. The first thing my son going to do is be like, you just wait until my mother gets here. And then she's going to call my uncles, and then it's going to be all over for you. Because I don't I don't have to fight with my fists. We can fight with attorneys. Okay? It, it doesn't. And, and, and who's going to fight for this little girl? You know, who's going to fight for this little girl? Who's going to come in there and say, you know what, you put your hands on the wrong one? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm fucking up your whole family. Your kids getting hit in the crosswalk. Your grandmother getting fucked up in the Target parking lot. Your mother's getting beat up in Top's parking lot. I don't give a shit. Don't fucking put your hands on fucking other people's kids. Now, like I said, if it was a situation where she was flailing her arms or if she had spit on him, which is a, you know, is a, is a criminal offense, something like that, I can see him restraining her and yoking the fuck out of her. That would make sense. Okay, because you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't spit on people. Okay, however, that's not what she did. She was sitting there being docile. She did nothing. That shit was wrong. For them to shoot that white kid in the car when he was driving away, he was not a threat to you. You thought he was going to hit you in a car, but he was literally in front of you. He was going to have to drive to the end of the parking lot, bust a Yui, and then fucking hit you. No, you shoot the tires or you call it in so he can get extra charges. You don't shoot the kid in the fucking car. You don't take a a female drug addict, white girl, and because she doesn't want to take the belt off quick enough, you fucking take her head and ram it into a cement seat, breaking her fucking face and causing her to go blind in one eye. Okay? You don't do that. These are fucking people, and they are sick, and they need fucking help. Do some of them need their ass whooped? I'm sure, but that's not your fucking job. Okay? That's not your job. Mm Mm-mm. Just like when the Kaylee Anthony situation happened. I was praying, because we all know she did it, killed her daughter. I was praying that them little old church ladies just rained on, on, on Casey Anthony and beat the fuck out of her in Disney World. I really was. I was hoping that the Bible toters of America was going to get their wrath. I was hoping that the hell's angels was going to fuck her up for what she did to her own daughter, trying to go out, trying to turn up. Okay, so this for me is not a racial issue. These are children. Speaking of children, you know, my son has not been well all week, so a lot of people don't know, because I don't post a lot of stuff about parenting and advice and tips, because I'm not the fucking greatest. You know, I need help. You know, I need help. I, I, I got shit that I need to work on, too, as a parent. But what I do know is that I'm trying and that I'm doing the best that I can do. And what a lot of people don't understand, and also happy birthday to um, to Nellie, but I think that a lot of people don't understand that, you know, you got to raise your kids. You know, you can't expect the school systems to be raising your fucking kids. You know what I'm saying? You can't expect that you can always drop, you know what I'm saying, that you can always just drop your kids off at your grandparents' house. You know, a lot of people always say to me, like, I don't believe that you're really single. Well, motherfucker, I'm really single. You know why? Because dating is not important to me right now, being a parent is. I want to make sure that I'm home for my kid. You know, I choose my my jobs wisely to make sure that I'm able to be there for him when he gets home from school. All week, my son had to be home from school, and, you know, he was sick. He was throwing up. You know, my son has severe eczema, which now we found out might be rheumatoid arthritis, along with um, 
a different type of uh, skin issue, you know, took him to the chiropractor today, last night he was in the emergency room. But these are not things that I post on my pages because I feel like it's none of your fucking business, you know, and I feel like, you know, it's it's my son, you know, and we need to have a little bit of anonymity in their children, you know, so I don't want people giving me their fucking homemade remedies and, you know, all this shit and, you know, thanks a lot, but, like, my son's situation is a little bit different than your son. My son don't just have, you know, motherfucking uh, eczema in the caps, you know what I'm saying? My son has eczema every motherfucking where, you know, so people have to understand that, you know, what's good for me might not be good for you. You know what I'm saying? So I always make sure that I'm not putting my opinions on other people. There's just certain shit that my son is not going to do. Like I had a girlfriend once that because my son says, yes, ma'am, no, sir, you know, she felt that that was slave-like lingo and she didn't think that it was necessary. I told my son, whenever you speak to an adult, it is yes, ma'am, no, sir. Because that is basic respect. You know, we have, you know, he has a separate set of grandparents that are in the South. You know what I mean? That's just basic. That's just how we were raised. And so if you feel that that's some sort of slave talk, like not all black people were slaves. Let's keep it G. You understand what I'm saying? We was doctors. We was lawyers. I know because my family was some of them, the Turfleys, the Scots. So at the end of the day, you know, what's good for your kid might not be good for my kid. I just took my son off cow's milk this week because not that my son has food allergy, but that when he was on a plant-based diet when we lived in Florida, you know what I'm saying, um, he had a lot less eczema. So, But in Florida, we also only have palm trees and pollen. Here we have, you know, sycamore, maple, you know, we have all these different kinds of trees, and my son is allergic to basically everything outside. So I've taken him to specialist after specialist for the last you know, he's 11 now for the last, like, you know, eight years since it's really been affecting him. And it's to the point where, you know, he's on prednisone now, which causes, you know, which is a steroid. I don't want to put him on steroid. My son goes to the same doctor that my brother went to. My brother's in his 30s. You know, so today we went somewhere and we decided that we were going to get a second opinion. And so what people have to understand is that I don't post a lot about my son because, you know, I'm trying to protect him. He's a kid, so he should be allowed to be a kid, no different than these kids that you see in the school. There's times that his little ass don't want to fucking talk to me either. You know what I'm saying? There's times, but that's my son. You know, so if I got to get off, you know what I'm saying, um, if I got to get off work or stop doing what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying, then that's what the fuck I got to do. That's what that's what I do this for. I do this for him. You know, and I always tell him, you know, even though he has a father that is very much enamored with him, his father lives in Houston, Texas. So it's like, I'm all you got while I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So you got to understand that, you know, I go above and beyond. So I'm not like a lot of other girls. Like dating is not fucking important to me. Do I think it's important for my son to see a man love his mother? Yes the right man. Do I think it's important for you to go on play dates with me and my kid and shit so we could eat microwave food at Applebee's? Fucking hell no. You will not come to my house. You will not meet my kid. You will not be around no parts of my motherfucking family unless we're going to be together. And that's just fucking it. So a lot of things that I see other women doing are the reasons why their kids are getting raped by the boyfriend. And then, you know, you see a lot of women, their boyfriends are beating the shit out of their kids. Like, don't, I, I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. And you don't want it with my ex-husband. You understand what I'm saying? That's a 6'5", 280. His son is his namesake, and my son is the third in a long line of political Dominicans, you know, out of Santo Domingo, you know, Dominican Republic. So, you know, there's just certain shit that I don't do. 
And not because I'm paranoid, but just because, like, that's a privilege. Like, you don't get to fucking meet my kid. You don't get to, if I don't hit my kid, you can't fucking hit my kid. You know, and that goes for little kids, too. Don't fucking put your hands on my kid. I had to go up to the school about a month ago. Little boy, I had a Kevin Hart, a motherfucker, over in the in the goddamn lunchroom. You know, this kid clearly has poor parenting, came to school, called my son a nigger. My son writes about it in his book that he wrote when he was nine years old, published when he was 10, through his own publishing company, Boom Enterprises. And the book is called Journal of a Kid Waiting to be King, available on Amazon. And it's basically a journal for kids to talk about bullying or anything like that. And this kid who is, you know, Ian smaller than my son, called him a nigger, spit in his face. Oh, yes, Martin Luther King style. And I was just so proud that my son did not beat the fuck out of him. I really did, and I had to go to the school and tell them, this kid probably has one more time, and I'm going to have my son low-key his ass like they did on the Avengers and put him through that fucking wall. And I don't care who you tell. You can tell the parents. And, and him and the little boy played on the same football team. Now, when I saw the parents, mm-hmm, hefty bag status. You know, real, real hefty bag status. So at the end of the day, and if you don't know what I mean, I mean trash. So that's where he's getting this language from, calling my son out of his name and shit like that. So people got to understand that, like, your children are representations of you. So, yeah, we can say that when they get to a certain age, 16, 17, they kind of, take on their own thing. Is it your fault your kid is a serial killer? Probably not. But at the end of the day, that's a that's a chemical thing. That's not a behavioral thing. My son knows how to function and act in a restaurant. My son knows how to speak to adults and look them in their eyes when he's talking to them. So, you know, and he knows how to put a napkin in his lap and how to wear his clothes and, and, and what not to do. You understand what I'm saying? So if you're not teaching your kids that, my concern is that, so we're sitting here talking about you know, interracial relationships and why black men are going to white women. Well, raise your motherfucking daughters properly. Because at this fucking point, listen, I can't even think of any girl. I've seen maybe one girl in my son's entire school that I wouldn't mind having him, you know, a play date with and sitting down and speaking to her parents about business or just about whatever. Y'all got to raise y'all motherfucking daughters. Just like we got to raise our sons, you got to raise your daughters. And trust me, I'm not a dude. I can't do it alone. My son has to go see his dad every goddamn summer. When he comes back, it's a different level of love. It's a different level of confidence. He's, you know, he's, he's puffed out, and he's, you know, he's very confident in himself, and he's very sure of himself. And that comes from having a father the way that he does. So what people got to understand is that both parents are necessary. Y'all ain't got to be together, but y'all can motherfucking co-parent. Y'all don't have to, you know what I'm saying, you don't have to sit there and like each other. But when it comes to my son, no, I'm like, I'm going to tell you, daddy. Now, he know that motherfucker like 2,000 miles away. It don't matter. That shit still bothers him. He's like, no, 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 don't tell my dad. Don't tell my dad. And, you know, he has a little sister, you know, that looks up to him. He has a little baby sister that's three years old, you know, so he wants to make sure that he's a, a good brother for her. You know what I'm saying? They're They're eight years apart, nine years apart. So it's important for me to cultivate that relationship and know that he has a sister because he might not get a sister from me. You know what I mean? I don't know that I'm going to date a guy that has kids. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because most of the guys I date don't have children. You know, if they do, that's what's up. Then I don't have to have any more. But if they don't, then that's something that, you know, I have to consider. My son says, Mommy, you don't need more kids because you're emotionally unstable. But you know what? He might be right. However, it's my choice, and you wouldn't meet, you wouldn't meet him anyway. So now – you know, we get to this level where we're not raising our daughters 
And, you know, my son is considered a nerd and he's considered all these things. And I was like, yeah, but you're going to be paid, though. So why do we care about what people in the sixth grade think? You know, so you, we, we have to just do a better job of raising our own motherfucking children before we start getting into the whole, like, it takes a village. Your charity starts at home. That shit starts in your backyard, not just your backyard, in your fucking house. You know, have you done anything? When was the last time you made a plate for your nieces or your nephews and went over there and just hung out with them? What a lot of people don't know is that my nieces, um, all three of them, they don't have a black aunt. I'm the only black aunt, with with the exception of my sister. Their mothers are, are Caucasian. You know, but you also have to understand that people say, oh, your brothers marry white girls. No, not really. My brothers marry women that closely emulated my mother. And since my mother looked white, although she was not, there's a difference between that and just saying that there's a level of self-hatred because there's not, not in my family. You understand what I'm saying? So my nieces, it's very important to me that they're around me enough to see the queen status and to understand that, like, no matter what, my aunt's got my back, whether it be school clothes, whether it be school supplies, whether it be tutus and sequins, whatever, whatever. If I ain't got it, I'll get it because those are my babies too. So, and then I have my little nephew. I don't worry about him because that's my brother's, you know, one of my brother's sons. He's the second boy in the family. My son is the oldest. So we got to understand that, you know, when you see the man in the house, that's fine, but there also has to be that femininity. So my 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 nephew, every time he sees me, he almost starts crying because he thinks that he's coming to me to be babysat. Mm. And it takes him a minute. And that's our fault as parents because we don't get the kids together enough as we should, and we all live within a one-mile radius of each other. So when my mom left this earth, all her children were in the same city, which is very strange because at one point I was living in Florida or living in New York and going back and forth to Cali, and my brother was in Jamestown, and the other brother was in Montana, and my sister was little. So it's, you know, it's 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 hard, you know. And so my hope, you know, is that we, you know, my son is actually going to um, a private school next year. It is a parochial school, and I'm not really big into the religion. My son is um, somebody that is very curious about religion, so, you know, whatever he wants to do, he does. He is aware of, you know, mythology and um, everything else that's going on, but he also is, he questions everything, and he makes sure that he's not, you know, that he's being realistic with things, you know, and some people don't do that. Some people say, well, just because it's in the Bible, that means it's true. Well, I mean, King James wrote a couple other books if y'all want to Google them too. And my son knows that. And so I'm not saying that I'm doing the best job and definite shout out to um, Brandon Statton, his book, uh, Stories, Human Humans of New York Stories. Um, just came out, I believe it was two weeks ago in October, and you can get that on Amazon.com. He's the guy that wrote Humans of New York, if you're not following them, on Instagram or on Facebook or Twitter. It's just at Humans of New York, of NY. And Boom and I were featured on there almost a year ago. It'll be a year ago in um, in December. And I'm the mom with the blonde top with the kid with the curly hair, and they said, you know, I said, I'm trying to raise my, my – I'm trying to raise a thinking child in a world that's always telling my, my child what to think. And he says, well, how do you do that? And I said, travel and tell the truth. And, you know, we got 160,000 likes within, you know, seven days. There was 50,000 likes within five minutes. And a lot of people don't know that, like, we were in front of um, Harry Winston's. <laughs> we were walking around in New York City just in front of Harry Winston's. I just took a trip up there right before Christmas to visit my family. And um, I used to live in New York. And 
it was um he just ran up on us and that was very pivotal because you saw a lot of bullshit in the comments and i went and addressed all like 25,000 comments like when they'd be like well where's his dad like motherfucker can i can't go down fifth avenue by myself maybe i was christmas shopping like just the the audaciousness of people and they were like yeah mom tell them about your hair well motherfucker this is all my real hair which by the way shout out to my hairdresser dawn she actually spent five hours coloring my hair back black and a lot of people they always say why you always got to tell people that's your real hair well motherfucker why y'all always saying how many bundles and what inches you got Fuck that. I'm out here fucking, I'm not perpetrating the funk. I'm out here telling the truth about my shit. It's my real shit. I ain't got no fucking perm, and I dyed it back black because I was blind for six years to cover up the gray because I was going motherfucking crazy. So what people don't understand is that, you know, just like you can't run around calling motherfuckers like a skinny bitch, you would be mad if they called you a fat bitch, so don't do it. So don't come to me and say, why you always sitting up there talking about you got real eyebrows in here, motherfucker, because it's the truth. There's a difference between me being funny and, and me telling the truth. Now, let's get to the ratchet portion of the program. Mm. Child, the mothers. Oh, So for some people, loving hip-hop and, you know, basketball-wise and shit like that, that's not real life for them. But I always urge people to understand that, obviously, there might be some shit that's a little bit, you know, scripted, but at the end of the day, that's somebody's reality, you know. So I am very, very pleased that Amber from Love & Hip Hop Hollywood, the one that we – um the one that uh, we basically um, were talking about the Miles and Milan situation last week. Um, I'm very excited about the fact that she really was serious about her shit. And if you go on my Instagram page, at miss.d.scott, she didn't try to, like, fight Milan about Miles. She went to see him, and he was like, you know, I don't like, you know what, it's not that I don't like Milan. I just find that he's very petty. And they just actually got into a situation where Miles, the one that just came out the closet, um, had laid hands on Milan, and Milan called the police. So, you know, it's never okay to be abused in a relationship, but this is a man that already told you he didn't know what the fuck he wanted. I would have been slapboxed that motherfucker like a baby kitten a long time ago. And you look at Milan and you kind of feel bad because let me tell you something, Milan's a nice looking cat. Like if that motherfucker didn't go the other way, I'd be like, hey, boo. You know, but Milan is very petty. And so he's clapping back at fans on Twitter, and I was going back and forth with them on Twitter. If you're not following me on Twitter, it's at DMSST93 with their fan base and the Milan fan base and the Sir Brock fan base and whatever, whatever. And the bottom line is I'm like, he fucking lied to her. So it doesn't really matter what else the fuck that you do. He lied to her. And I, I said some shit, and I, I think I was correct. I said I think that Miles is gay for pay. And that's what we call somebody – that is not really gay, but he's just going to do whatever the fuck he got to do to get that money. Like we saw that this week with that boxer that came out that said, I, I was drugged. Listen, I can't do it. So if you were drugged, I want to know what kind of drugs that you took that made you able to take it like that on some little Kim, take it in the book. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, how did you get that drunk and high that you made a mistake and slipped and slept with a man? And was doing everything that women do to men, but you was a man. Like, they didn't drug you to do that. Just say you did a gay porn. So what? Somebody will watch the shit. You understand what I'm saying? So people 
are so worried about being judged for the wrong shit. Like, if that's your sexuality, like, if you got to lie about this shit, you're not proud of it, period. You know, and, and, and if I got to lie to a motherfucker, it's, it's to not hurt your feelings in this moment right now. You know what I'm saying? But, like, if you be like, do your breast stink? Absolutely. That shit's terrible. Get it together. You know, if you ask me some dumb shit, you know, absolutely, that's terrible. So what people got to understand is that when I saw Amber tonight, um, I was just very pleasantly surprised because she really went up in the, the studio and was like, you know, so I just want to know the truth. And that's what a lot of you women don't understand. Go to the source. Don't read the tabloids. Don't go on the Internet. Don't go to the shade room. Go to the motherfucking source. Look, I heard you was looking for Candyman, bitch. Like, you got to go in there like that. And she was very strong about it, which lets me know that on some level I think that she knew that he might have been swinging both ways. What ended up happening was, he says, yeah, now here's where he got a little bit petty. Like, oh, this is the funniest shit ever. When she said, you know, he was like, you know, I do a lot for him. And, you know, he told me that he was in love with me and he wasn't even in love with you. Miles never said that. Because remember, Miles is the same dude that was like, Amber, you know, I love you and all this other shit. The funniest shit ever. It is just the funniest shit ever. It was just the bossest thing I've seen probably in 2015. Is when she's standing there looking at her her ex-man's lover, who was a man, and she can't beat him up. You know, she could have slap boxed him, but she can't beat him up. And um, he says, well, you know, I take care of him. And she was like, what do you mean take care of him? He was like, I pay his car note, you know, that car that he drives. First of all, Milan, you chicken like that? Damn, boo. Okay. Mm-mm. Because me and broke ninjas don't get along. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Driving a Beamer. That's why he was bugging the fuck out, okay? Then turns around. Miles got a single out now. Miles, you know, doing music videos now. All this other shit, right? And then she was like, well, what else was you doing for him? He was like, I paid for his school. I was like, hell nah. Then the ultimate Queen Bee shit is what she said. Oh, so wait a minute. There was a couple of times I was in a grip for my rent. Did you pay my rent too? He was like, yeah, I paid your rent two times. I almost lost my shit on my Instagram. And if you're not following me, go to atmiss.d.scott. I almost fainted on the motherfucking floor. Because at the end of the day, like, that's some boss-ass shit. Like, she was like, thank you. Like, she didn't even try to get petty with this motherfucker. She was just like, thank you. Like, what the fuck? If I was Milan, I would be like, oh, my motherfucking God. I would have a nervous motherfucking breakdown. I would be like, what the fuck? Like, you took, like, Milan right now is like the side chick. And it's funny because the way he was clapping back at people is the way that he was, you know what I'm saying? That's what side chicks do. They'd be like, you know, he told me that he didn't love you anymore. He still loved me and all this other stuff. Milan, stop playing. I love you, but let me tell you something. Dude told you on national motherfucking television he is not gay. Miles said, I am not gay. I am bisexual. I have feelings for men and feelings for women. And not one woman in the United States of Villarica, Georgia, or America, or niggadom, said that it would ever be okay that a man was with another man, not a black woman. Not a Hispanic woman. No, 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 no. White women, and I don't, I don't know, maybe Asian women, maybe because it's, it might be a different culture or they might slip and maybe somebody got drunk sometime. But a black woman, all we thinking about is you don't let somebody do something to you in your butt. 
I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gay. Like, we don't differentiate between bisexual and gay. The only reason, and, and, and I had the guest on my show last week, and I'm hoping to get him back on probably in the next two weeks, Celebrity Prince. You know, if you guys aren't following him, go follow him on my Instagram. And I posted a lot about him because he was on the show talking about his HIV status and so on and so forth. And what a lot of people don't understand is that, it's the secrets that are killing us in this community. It's not just the secrets about being gay, straight, or a lesbian. It's the secrets about, you know, molestation. It's the secrets about, you know, incest. It's the secrets about who's my dad. It's the secrets about where's my mom. It's the secrets about drug abuse and addiction. And this is why it doesn't just take a village. You, the community, starts at home. You have to start this shit in your home. You can't just get up one day and just be like, oh, I'm going to go help these other kids, but your kids are starving. You know, you can't just do that. You know, you have to worry about And so when I left that facility, when I was working with them kids, a lot of people don't understand that, like, I came home and cried and, like, hugged my baby for days because I'm like, I don't ever want my son to feel like my mom. And a lot of people don't understand you give black women a bad rap. A lot of people don't understand that, you know, Black women, we are out here working two and three and six jobs, delivering pizzas, working at the grocery store, doing all these things. And a lot of people don't understand is that when we're trying to find daycare, I did not have that problem because I always was with family or I had a nanny. You know, I had a Spanish nanny and then I had an African nanny. That's all I've ever had. And the one actually came to my house and, like, had her own room in my house and everything. So my son was always around someone that either had a child that he played with or, you know what I mean? Because if you fuck up my kid, we're going to have to go sit down somewhere. So, you know, my son has never been in a situation where it was like, oh, well, I'm trying to do this, so I'm going to just go run over here. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm going to go do this over here, so I'm going to just go run over there. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't understand what that was like. You know what I'm saying? To have to just give my son to anybody because I was always so worried about somebody doing something to him. You know, I always was just worried about that. So there's a lot of women that are like, oh, I'm going to bring him over to my cousin's house or I'm going to risk this because I really, really need this job. Or, you know, and you see that in the one Tyler Perry movie. Um, I think it was called Good Deeds or whatever it's called. So, you know, and then you have these girls in these relationships that they may not need to be in because, you know what I'm saying, they're trying to get their bills paid. And so the fact that, you know, that Milan gave money to Miles and he gave it to the other chick like that right there, that's that's some real Negro shit right there. Like I would have been trying to fight him. Like it would have been a real true situation uh, in the mix. I wouldn't have been able, like, and he knew he paid her rent. So it's like, motherfucker, we not enemies, we allies. And like she said, she was like, thank you. I have just gained a newfound respect for her because Amber was coming across like dumb and docile and like, I want my mom and shit. I think, I think she knew. You know what I'm saying? You know your man like a little something in the booty. You don't put a finger in there before you did something. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I think that she handled it like a G. Like, I've never seen no shit like that because, I mean, like, who, like, I don't want to fucking talk to you. I'm going to try to fucking maul the shit out of you. Like, are you kidding me? You're out of your fucking mind. You're not going to sit here and fucking tell me shit about a shit about a man that I've been with. for. But let me tell you ladies something else. 
You guys will sit there and be with this man for 10 and 11 years and wait for him to get his shit together, and yet he'll go and get a tattoo of another man's name on him within two motherfucking years and move in with a dude. Okay, y'all got to start doing better time and poonanny management. You cannot continue to sit up here and be giving these dudes 11 years of your fucking life. Fuck that. You motherfucker, you might not even get 11 months. And I'm not saying we need to rush into shit, but at the end of the day, if me and you can't meet up at the bank and I got to pull you up out of some shit, there's these memes going around talking about, you know, you should just sit down and help your man out. Man, fuck that. Ain't no man help me when I was down and out. Ain't no man help me when I had to go live with my fucking parents with a baby, fuck out of here. So, no, I'm not going to fucking help you either. I'm not going to help you build a dream that you didn't construct. If you construct the dream, motherfucker, I'll stand beside you, but I'm not going to help you build it because you're not my fucking husband. So that's, it's not just the sex. It's y'all have to stop giving wife privileges to these motherfuckers that don't want to wife you. This man went and got another man's initials and crest tatted on his body. I would have been biting the shit out of him. Motherfucking, what's his name, Hannibal Lecter style. Fuck out of here. You, you, you did that. And then she said, you wouldn't even give me a little bit of ink. That shit would make me so sick to my motherfucking stomach. I would, everybody would have to get beat up. I, I have to applaud Amber because my, my medication would not allow me to just sit there while a man just told me what he's telling me he loves me and he don't love you. Motherfucker, he didn't say that, Milan. Don't be petty. So what I'm going to leave this show with tonight is you guys all have to remember the kids are watching. You have to be a queen at all times and a king at all times. You can't be a kid and a king at the same fucking time. Kings stand up no matter what. Well, it doesn't matter what it is. If I'm a queen, I'm a queen. It doesn't matter if I trick off $20 here, $10 there on a dude. If I want to buy him some, I'm going to buy it for him. But at the end of the day, I'm still a queen, and I treat him like a king until he acts otherwise. When you start acting like a pauper or you start acting like a fucking joker, then I treat you accordingly. But up until then, you could get a couple biscuits. You can get some sandwiches. You could get something to eat. That doesn't mean I'm going to sleep with you. It just means that I like you, and this is how you treat a king. Maybe you've never been treated like a king before. So as a woman, you need to accept and understand what it looks like to be treated like a queen. Do you think that king sat around and waited to choose a queen for fucking 11 years? Yeah, when they was like six, getting married at 17. So I'm going to leave the show tonight with one of my favorite songs by Janelle Monet, Queen. And tomorrow we will have Tell the Truth Tuesday. Talk to y'all then. And we will have Ezra Jackson, hopefully, Ezra Jackson, Ezra Scott, hopefully on the show tomorrow. After the election, reporting live from the vault, Steve Scott.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.